Hey all, my name is Brian Baird. Welcome to my program called Truth is Truth. The program is a faith-based podcast. I will be discussing biblical truth, biblical faith, biblical faith in politics, and many of my life experiences relating to both, and hopefully experiences of others who are willing to be involved. This will be an evolving life application program that people will be able to apply to their lives every day as it pertains to them. Please join me as we learn the truth together. Thank you, and God bless. Hi all, Brian Barrett here again, host of Truth is Truth podcast with another episode of Season 2, Episode 5, which I have titled, Why We as Believers Continue to Reach Out to the Lost. We'll be looking at the Holy Scriptures in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 8-11 through 11 for those who follow along uh, with the verses, and those of you that don't, uh, I am uh, everything that I read is from the King James Version. That's the version of the Bible that I use and uh, love the language in it and the, in the way it's presented. So I have no reason to change. I've been using that my whole entire um, saved life from 16 years old. So when it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, but before we get into those scriptures, though, I want to mention a book that I just had the chance to read. And <clears throat> I want to tell you right now, I don't read too many books. Um, I read the Bible. Other than that, I'm not a, a person to read different version or different uh, books and things that have to do with, you know, success and all that. And I don't need any of that motivation. I have enough self-motivation um, and I've done a lot in my life, so I, I know what I need to do. But um, this was an interesting book. It's, it's a fairly short book of 130 pages and uh, it's about a miracle that involved a friend of mine whom I haven't seen much in present times. Uh, who had a massive heart attack, and I'll not give any further information from the book other than the title and the recommendation for you to read it if you have not already read it. The book is titled Dead Man Walking. Um, As you've heard me say before, a miracle to us is just another day to God, and God is always good, and He is regardless of the outcome of a moment in our lives. Uh, He is God, and that's enough said. But as I read this wonderful story of the power of our wonderful God over his creation, my mind kept repeating the title, Dead Man Walking. I'm not going to ponder on what the title meant to the author or the victim or receiver of the book's title, but just what I pondered on as it related to me in this podcast. You see, there are many men, women, and children of responsible mind who unfortunately are dead people. Men, women, and children walking in the world today When I say dead, I mean dead to the redemption of a holy, righteous, loving, forgiving, and judging God. Some do not see God as he truly is, and that is unfortunate for them. When I say dead, I mean dead in spirit of life to Christ. They do not have Christ, life, living in them. They have forsaken Christ for whatever reason and are dead in spirit and alive to the judgment of sin that will come upon them when Christ returns. But what I want you to really understand is that dead of and to the Spirit does not mean dead in eternity, because you will live forever, either with God or without God. And that brings me to the podcast of Season 2, Episode 5, Why We as Believers Continue to Reach Out to the Lost. With the state of mind of the world today, and especially in this country we live in right now, we see the much evil that is being lived and spread and terrible lies being spewed and believed by the weak that have no spiritual strength and don't necessarily care to think about it. 
These people blindly follow without question the evil, confused, misunderstanding, antichrist agenda of these liars that will never care about anything but our destruction until the Lord returns. We hear words such as woke being spoken, when in truth it is not being awake or woke at all. It is not knowing, being asleep, as you will, and actually dead men walking. People are walking around in a fog, dazed and confused by all the evil rhetoric that has been thrust upon them, their lives, and the people they care about lives. It's frustrating to say the least, heartbreaking. But let's go into scripture, and I'm going to read all the verses so we can get into the context of the meaning uh, of what I'm bringing to you today. And understand, as I bring these messages to you, it takes me a lot of time and energy uh, that I put into these because I research, I read, I study, I pray uh, that God gives me his wisdom uh, to bring these things to you. This is not an easy task, and, and I don't depend on someone else to tell me what the verses mean. I don't depend on anything but uh, God's holy word and the Holy Spirit working in me to bring these to you. And most of these messages are given to me, uh, as I will tell you at the end uh, when we get to there uh, about my next podcast coming up. But anyway, we're going to be in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 through 11. 2 Thessalonians 1, 7. And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Verse 8. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and, they, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. 9. Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. 10. When he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. 11. Wherefore also we pray always for you, that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness in the work of faith with power. And twelve, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you, and ye in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. As you can see clearly from these verses, God is love, God is forgiveness, God is righteous, and God is judge. All of these and more are the characteristics of the Almighty God and Creator of all things. Paul was a wise and fellow sufferer, follower of Christ, and the very prominent disciple of Christ. He hoped for the Thessalonians, as he did us all, that we would receive the eternal rest and reward for, for our faith in God through Christ. He knew for a fact in all faith and belief that this would be so at the return of Christ. It wasn't a matter of of, if, but a matter of when God chose to send Christ back to earth to get us. We can mention the great white throne judgment, but this is not the podcast to swerve into that subject. But know it is imminent. The Lord Christ shall be revealed as judge at his coming. Again, God is all things. Angels will accompany Christ in his return. Paul includes the people he is speaking with to rest in this trouble that they saw, and we see today as he did, and they did in that day. Nothing new under the sun. What we see today is what was back then also. It just seems worse because of more evil people today than then. We as believers will all suffer for our belief in some way. God is associated with fire many times in the Bible. 
Fire in verse 8 is a symbol of judgment. God is a consuming fire, with, which means that he is the ultimate judge, and his judgment will be true and final. God cannot look upon sin. We all know the story that the wheat will be gathered into the heavenly barn and the tares will be burned. Matthew thirteen thirty, Let both grow together until the harvest, and in the time of harvest I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. Following Jesus brings life eternal, but to reject Jesus brings eternal damnation. And whosoever not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire, Revelation 20.10. Taking vengeance is to give full punishment. Not knowing God is not having a relationship with God through Christ, and of course not accepting the gospel and gift of Christ for our salvation. Not by works, but by faith. As I have said before, everlasting destruction is not annihilation. God will not totally destroy his creation. It is a conscious, continuous separation from God, which is something no one to this day has experienced, since the Holy Spirit is always present until the return of Christ. Hell is forever, and it is not an experience that is reversible. Whoever is in hell will be forever separated from God, and this will be an experience of extreme conscious pain forever, for eternity. It would be better to be consciously dead than this experience of eternal separation. But that will not be an option. This is the absence of God's presence and His glory, love, forgiveness, and intervention. Not obeying God will have eternal consequences that will be catastrophic forever. I want to keep reiterating that word, forever for eternity. When we choose Christ, we live with him in eternity, in heaven, forever. If we choose not Christ, we live in hell for eternity, forever. I don't know why today we're so afraid to talk about that. It's all through the Bible. God talks about hell as much or more And he tells us about heaven. Why is that? Why would he do that? It's because he's a loving, caring, righteous, forgiving, but judging God. And he wants us to know the consequence to our sin. But understand salvation is never obtained by works, but always by placing one's faith alone in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is so sad that even some who proclaim Christianity will not be acceptable as we read in the following verses of Matthew seven, twenty-two and 23, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Oh my goodness. That is a sad, sad thing to hear. Professing Christianity does not make you a true believer. We can choose Jesus and spend eternity in heaven with him or choose to spend eternity in hell, totally separated from God. Hell is a terrible darkness, and the lost will not be able to see the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is our peace. 
And verse 10 brings us to the day of the Lord coming and bringing retribution and ruin for unbelievers and rest and relief for believers. These are two very distinct and different outcomes, but very real and serious differences. We are talking eternity, forever and eternal suffering, or eternal peace and joy, and just unbelievable happiness with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and many others. This is a glorious manifestation of believers in which Paul spoke. At the time, all believers will adore and worship him, including those in the Thessalonian church who believe Paul's testimony of the gospel. Punishment will also come when the Lord returns, as well as the glorification of the saints. We should strive to be like Christ daily. This striving and serving God will allow the Spirit to grow and bring us closer to God, and others will see him in us, thus glorifying God. This allows his will to work in us, bringing his righteousness to the forward in our sinful man rearward in our lives. And I ask that you please listen and hear what is said next. Please. We have been accepted by God in his merciful forgiveness through the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ. I have great love for God and Christ for what they did for me. God provided the perfect sacrifice for me by giving his son to die for me. Listen, Jesus died for me because I am sin, and God cannot even look upon me without Christ intervening for me and putting his shed blood before me unto God. This is the only way God the Father can even look at me. God loves me totally and forever, but he cannot look upon my sin. Without the sacrifice gift of Christ, you are bound for eternity in hell or the lake of fire, and worst of all, separation from God, which I still say and have said for many, many years that that'll be the worst part is we don't understand the separation from God because everything we see and everything that we're involved in every day on this creation that God did, God is in it. And whether we want to see it or not, it's there and it can be seen. God is seen through everything that we are and all that he created. In verse 11, Paul was praying that these Thessalonians might act in the way that was consistent with their identification as Christians, believers. We need these prayers from devout prayer warriors and faithful followers of Christ so that we have a chance to live up to the responsibility of our call to salvation. And what is that calling, yes? To tell people, all people you encounter, of Jesus. We need to keep our lives in check with God's holy word and the Holy Spirit living and working in us, praying, studying God's word, and living by his word and his will. For Christ to be shown in us and through us, we must grow in him so that we will be a reflection of Jesus. Many are called, but few are chosen. This is not speaking just to the heads of churches here, but to all who have been called of God to be Christians. Every Christian is a minister for Christ to walk uprightly before the Lord. We should live a life that the world sees as different and good and righteous. We can either draw people closer to God or chase them away. We need to continue giving into God's will and away from our human sinful nature. Christ died for us so that we would not be bound to sin, but to be free to not sin. As Christ gave power to the disciples, we are given this power also. 
And he says, But ye shall receive power after that, that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, and unto the other most part of the earth. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. This is the model for our walk and work here on this earth. Please pray for all those you care about and for them to see God's will for their lives, that they may strive to live their life with Christ here on this earth, because it does matter for the long run of eternity. I was asked to speak of what I would like prayer for at the National Day of Prayer for the city of Franklin. I want to give you that desire on this podcast so that if you were not present at the prayer gathering, you have it. I was woken up at early hours in the morning of 2.13 on the morning before uh, I was asked to speak at this uh, day of prayer. And this was my prayer that God had given to me in that, that time of sleeplessness that I was in. Hi, I am Brian Baird, Johnson County Commissioner. My prayer for us all. I would pray that the Lord would hold our hearts and minds accountable so that we may judge ourselves by his word and truly see ourselves as we are and as he sees us. I would like prayer for all of our public safety personnel, our elected officials, that they would search God's word and truth and that they would look for his wisdom. I would like prayer for all of our men of God to tell the spiritual truth and that we would not cave in to the tickling of ears and reprove all of God's creation with love, but also in the one and only true living God's truth and word, that we would not bow to this world's ways, but live our lives in the faith that Jesus gave to us through his sacrifice for his creation. I would like prayer for all of us to see one another as God sees us in the form he created us, and that we would understand that we are all one human creation, and not of any race, but of humankind made after his image. I would like prayer that we would love as God loves, and not hate any of God's creation, which is all that we see. Again, as always, I would like prayer that our children are kept safe, and given the opportunity to know truth, that parents would be parents again and teach and take responsibility for their children to love and to protect and give of themselves for their children to raise the children to do the right thing. And finally, I would ask that all hear this plea for prayer. It would not be divided, but be of one mind in Christ and be grounded in that faith so that we might be strong in the Spirit living within us and tell all of God's creation what it is we know to be true. And as I say on my Truth is Truth podcast, keep looking to the sky. Our Lord is coming back soon. Please come, Lord, and take us home. God bless. This was that prayer that I would like to have that God gave to me on the early morning hours of that morning on the National Day of Prayer. And God works in me that way. And I explained this to the people um, at the National Day of Prayer in Franklin at the courthouse. I explained to them uh, how I struggled in making decisions that we had to make during the COVID pandemic and the struggle between what is right, what is wrong, what is true, what is not, what is the best way, what is not. And how any decision that I came to and anything 
that we did that I was involved with. We did in the way that God gave to me, in the way we handled it, in the way that we did some things that other counties did not. I had to weigh the safety of people and my love for people and God's creation with the degradation of the rights of the people, uh, in, not only in our county, but in this whole country, in this state, we failed in many ways to look at the long run in some of the things that we did. And some of these things are shameful. But some of these things were righteous. But I wanted the people to understand that the struggle I have, especially in my government position as commissioner, is representing the 160,000 people in Johnson County, the best, fairest, and righteous way that I can. Because I lose sleep over a lot of the decisions I have to make. I stay awake, I study, I pray to come to those decisions. Because I take this job seriously. I've said from day one, God is the only reason that I ran to become commissioner. Without that, without his will to push me into that, trust me. It's not something I would have ever done on my own. God has taught me so much through caring about people to having to make those decisions that I have to make has brought me deeper and more loving to the people all over the world. It's weird the way God brings you forward as you put your faith in him your trust in him, and you allow him to exert his will into your life, and your will goes to the rear. It's just amazing. And I appreciate the opportunity that God has given me to lead, and I hope and I pray that I will always look to God, seek his face and his will in everything that I do. Not for me but for everybody out there. So with that said, uh, our next uh, podcast is going to be talking about uh, government in the end times. And I know we've kind of touched on this before, but I'm going to do uh, directly from the Bible and Revelation mostly of what the world uh, could look like, if I understand it properly, as we go into what I call the final, final days. We are seeing... Things go that direction. We are seeing the unification of the world uh, as a one-world system, and we're pushed deeper and farther into that every day uh, and have been uh, for a long time. Folks, let's be honest about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. It didn't happen just in a short amount of time. This has been happening for a while. Um, this final push, though, that we're seeing right now today is the the fastest and hardest push I think I've ever seen leading into the, the final days. But with all that being said, and we'll talk about that in the next podcast, 
But with all that being said, I want you to understand I, I have peace, I have joy, uh, because I know the end. And not only do I have that, I have an overwhelming desire to tell people and to let them know where that comes from and what that is. So with that said, in closing, stay strong, my friends, and keep the righteous faith. I ask that all things you hear and see going on in this world today, that you would question all things with the word of God, prayer, and common sense. We are being torn apart and divided. Please be united through our faith and love from in and of Jesus Christ. He is the only way. He is the only Christ. He is the one and only true living God. And he can live within us if we just ask. But we have to invite, just like anything else. If you want to get something done or you want to see somebody, you have to invite them. And God's the same way. Just invite Christ into your heart. Ask him to live within you, to heal you, to fix you. And that will give you that peace and joy, understanding knowledge, and just the feeling of being loved by the creator of all things. It's amazing stuff, folks. I hope all of you that are hearing this feel it. But if you don't, now you know how to get it. And I hope to see you soon again. I'll be back, uh, hopefully, in the chair. I know I've had some short breaks here, but I've needed them. We're very, very busy. And the government level and with all the bills and things that uh, we were uh, looking at. And I was elected as uh, vice president of our East Central District uh, for the commissioners. I That puts me uh, as vice president over the board of uh, 14 counties, 15 counties. Uh, but also puts me on a board in the state that uh, um, we talk about policy and, and where we're at as, as commissioners. Uh, it's a great, great organization, AIC, Association of Indiana Counties, and the IACC, the Indiana Association of County Commissioners, are really, really good bodies um, and boards that, that govern and overlook these kind of things. But uh, we, we got involved heavily in some bills um, this first of the year that uh, we needed to work really, really hard on, and we won a lot, and we lost a few. But um, bottom line is, is it's projected me into a different realm uh, to where now I'm, I'm not only over uh, Johnson County, but I'm also a leader of uh, 15 other counties. And really, if you look at it, 92 counties because of being on that board. Um, but it's it's great. It's unbelievable. It's uh, it's an honor uh, that God has put this before me. Um, the first commissioner in, in Johnson County that's ever done this uh, or anything like this. Um, and I think that that's all just because God puts it in my heart and I go after it, and uh, I will always and continue to do that. So if that bothers you, then uh, you got a problem for the next few years. Uh, if you like the fact that I'm led by God, then uh, hopefully in the next three years or a little over three years, we'll make a, a big, big, great difference in Johnson County and keep moving it forward, um, not only to be progressive in, in the ways that are good, uh, but just to move forward as a county and in, in, in good, good people. 
Um, I love this county. Um, just love it. And that's about all I can say there. But in closing, as always, be of good cheer. Our Lord is returning soon. God bless you all, and I hope to be here again shortly. Lord willing, until then, come Jesus, come is my prayer. Amen. God bless all. Thanks for listening. <laughs>